You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. While you were skipping stones, building forts and flying kites, I was missing school and all my Saturday nights. Other kids were climbing trees and rolling down hills. I was singing songs to pay my family's bills. Little me. Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Tuminelli. Um, I'm a male, in case you <laughs> couldn't tell from my voice. Andrew, don't laugh yet, because we haven't introduced you. Welcome to the Little Me Podcast, our very first episode. This could be the start of God knows what. Um, before I introduce my guests, I have to thank Broadway's Randy Red for writing my little theme song, and also uh, Broadway's Greg Kinney for creating the track, and Broadway's Brianna Gentilella for recording it. You call in every kind of favor when you're doing a podcast. Um, I've been working with youth performers for the past 18 years. I started a company called Broadway Workshop 13 years ago, and we have some pretty incredible kids who've been part of the Broadway Workshop family. You'll meet many of them on this podcast, but I had the idea to sit down with people who are younger people who had success on Broadway um, from the past and the present and see what their fun stories were and how they got there and how being a child performer may have affected everything in their life or nothing. So uh, as our first guest, I wanted to have someone very special, someone I've known for a long time, and I'm very thankful that this child said yes, fresh (laughs) from hanging up the iconic blue polo, Andrew Feldman. Hello, it's me. If there was like applause, it would would, would would happen happen there. Yes. Hi, Andrew. Hi. I'm great. Great. So uh, you had a big uh, kind of final experience, and now you are in, in the world again. I am in the world yes. again. That is the best way to put it. Great. Um, I went through your Wikipedia last night. Yeah, isn't that weird that that's it's, there? I've, I'm not on it, and frankly, it's very, I didn't make it. <laughs> very so hurtful. I don't. I, I wasn't in charge of the Wikipedia. Um, great. So I've known you since you're what, like nine, ten? Do you remember? I think it was like nine. Yeah. Great. You came to Broadway Workshop to take a class. Yes, I did it. I did a class, and you were like the first person ever. Who like I sang, you know, whatever song it was, it was probably something from like Pippin or something. And you came out of the room to my parents and you were like, Does he like does he have an agent? And they were like, No, they did not want me to do I, this. I do a very <laughs> creepy thing where I go up to people I don't know and be like, Does your child have representation? <laughs> um, and it's a very uh it's a very strange thing. But yeah, they were not that into it. No, they were never were ever. And in fact, I think didn't I get, I got you an audition for Fun Home on Broadway? Or you I, did, and yeah. we turned it down. Pass. <laughs> it was Fun Home off Broadway. Okay. Ooh. So nobody knew what it was it. yet, and so we, like, read, like, we, you know, it was, you know, I was, like, 11, and and it was, like, the night before we got the emails, we were like, lesbians, no thanks. Like, we were like, we don't, we don't <laughs> want to do this. And then it was a big success, a, which was my favorite unfortunate musical. for me. I know. I'm sorry you missed out on that. I actually was teaming a camp in Kentucky and got a girl in audition for the national tour, and then they read the um, synopsis and came back the next day and were like, oh, I'm sorry, that show does not have good Christian values. Ooh. <laughs> so You're uh, just like, this sounds like a weird thing, and it's tomorrow, so I guess I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but it seems to turn out all right for you. It all worked and now out, I suppose. I think I you'd suppose. love to do shows with lesbians. I, would, I, I have done shows with lesbians. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to those in a minute, I think. Sure. Okay, so let's, a lot of people know the story about you sort of doing the Jimmy Awards, doing our high school production of Catch Me If You Can, um, which qualified you for the Roger Rees Awards. Yes. And then you won that. Yes. While we were doing Sweet Charity together. While we were doing Sweet Charity, I, I went directly from winning the Roger Rees Award to rehearsal for Sweet Charity. That's wonderful. And uh, I remember being like, did you win? <laughs> or something yeah, you, like that. Like the rehearsal was happening, and I came in with a golden box, and you look at me across the room and mouth, "Did you win?" And I like nodded my head, and you go the whole thing. And I was like, "Yeah." And then I we didn't, didn't talk about I it for like an hour. Fully, really understand what was happening, um, or what this was, or what it would have done for you. So once you win these regional awards, it qualifies you for something called the Jimmy Awards. Right. Can you just like in a soundbite? Yeah. Explain what the Jimmys are. Yeah, so it's the National High School Musical Theater Awards, where I think it's up. It's now upwards of eighty kids. In my year was eighty. Now it's more than that. Um, come together in New York and compete and and do essentially Broadway boot camp for a week. It's the most. It's to this day the most intense week of my life, and wow. it like like just working like fourteen hour days until you get up on the Minskoff stage at the end of it and hopefully win lots and lots and of money. And they do awards. all these medleys of shows, so yes. it'll be like. What other, uh, so you would sing like your song from Catch Me If You Can, yeah. but the person next to you is singing like Yeah, Jean we Jean. had, so my medley was, it was uh, Eddie from Dogfight okay. started it, which is so funny that a kid in high school did Dogfight and then they put it in a medley. Um, then it was Pippin, then it was me, then it was Quasimodo, 
Then it was Sir Harry from uh, Once Upon a Mattress. Mattress. And then it was Quasimodo again singing a different song, a different Quasimodo. Um, Good for Stephen Schwartz. Great for Stephen Schwartz. And then I think it was Grasshopper from James the Giant Peach. And I think there was another one that I'm going to forget and get in trouble. There was a Snoopy. And then I think we closed it out with uh, Prince Topher from Cinderella. And can we see that on YouTube? You can see it on YouTube. And that's where the Jimmy Awards has gained so much notoriety. And then, uh, so they pick like a few, like two, is it two or four boys and four girls? It's four boys and four girls. And then you guys compete on who's going to win the whole night. Yes. And that was you. I did win the whole night. And Renee Rapp. And Renee Rapp was now a And it turned out pretty good for <laughs> both of you. Very quickly, now, too. Now, the people who won the next year don't know who they are. Um, I, don't see, I don't see them. They're, I, they're in no Broadway I'm, shows. I will not. No, not yet. <laughs> um, so next year they get to be in Broadway shows. Yes, so that's how it works. works. It's, it's, it's a lineage. Okay. So in the fast forward version, Tara Rubin is a judge, yes? Was a judge, yes. And she's like, that kid's brilliant. It actually came from uh, Stacey Mindich, a producer okay. who Dear Evan Hansen sponsored the Jimmy Awards. So she was there in the audience and texted Tara Rubin at intermission like, that's the guy. That's wow. our next guy. Um, so they called you in for an audition just gave you up 3,000 pages of sides. So many. Because it was for the male swing. Yes. So I had I think to, that's how they start you off. They want to scare you and be like, can you do everything? Well, I think for me it was to not scare me. Okay. So that like they weren't like, let's, like we're taking him in to All be right. Evan Hansen. Like that would have been terrifying. It was terrifying anyway. But. What do you remember most about that audition? Um, so I walked in the room and was like, hi, hi, everyone. And it was like, it was like Michael, like literally, it was Michael, that was my first audition was Michael Greif, Pascal Paul, Stephen Levinson, Alex Lacamoire, Stacey Mindich, all these people. And I was like, hi, hello. And Michael Greif was like, hello, Andrew, would you like to do some waving for us? And I was like, yes, thank you. And they all laughed. And I was like, sorry, I'm just really excited to be here. And I think that's how I got the role. Booked it. <laughs> um, and then did you have multiple callbacks? One, 10? That was it. That was that, you know, it never happens, right? I know. Okay. Well, well, they need they needed someone, and they. I Benj always tells me like we needed an Evan, and then you came in the room, and we had an Evan, and That's that was amazing. sort of how it went. Um, and then how long was it till you found out that you? Got um, it? <laughs> it was like I think it was like two or three days because I auditioned when we were doing Wind in the Willows. Andrew and I have done so many <laughs> shows together. We <laughs> we were doing a week long. Wind of the Willows at CMTF, Children's Musical Theater Festival, Broadway yes. Workshop. Thank you. And you're welcome. Thanks for the play. <laughs> and I was playing Mr. Toad, and it was the day of the reading, and then the next day, I think, was my audition, and then, like, three days later, I got a call while I was in Wind of the Willows that I got it, pretty much, is the story. So you couldn't tell anyone, including no, me. for um, months. And you really, really I'm, tried. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I feel bad about that in retrospect. I'm like, I am making it his was life difficult. a living hell. It was very difficult. I, I There was so much recon that But also, I knew that you got it. And at one point, casting told me, and you're like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, 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 was, I, I signed so many okay, NDAs. So who knew? They can't fire you now. You're done in the play. Uh, it was my close, my close family. That, okay. was, that was it. Great. Um, and then how much time was it before you could tell people? How long do you have to keep that we, secret? It was announced in November and I found out in like July. Oh, July. Jeez. It was going to be announced in January, but then it started getting out as we, as we had saw, seen from we your getting, many texts. We were getting to the <laughs> end. Uh, uh, you were saying you weren't available for anything for the next year. I was like, yeah. well, what are you waiting? Well, I told you that I had like a job, but like, anyway. Um, no job lasts that long. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so so it started to get out, so they made it earlier. Thank God. And then you started rehearsals. Did you feel like, oh my God, I'm gonna get fired every moment? They're gonna yeah. realize I'm a teenager. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> every second. Yeah. Well, not in rehearsal. Uh-huh. It was it was doing the show. I was like, oh, I shouldn't. This is wrong. Yeah. Until literally the last day, I was like, this is this shouldn't be happening. Um, but it also told the story in such a what I think to be a, a much differently interesting way um, because I was a teenager and that's what people responded to and what resonated with people so much. So I always reminded myself. How did you feel like that went in the building with all of these adults who have been in multiple Broadway shows and all of a sudden the leader, the king of their show is this 17 year old. The king of the the show. You're the king, you're the boss. So this 17 year old boy, Um, you know, from Long, were you 17 or you were 17? I was 16 when it started. So the six year old Um, boy from Long Island who was waiting (laughs) at the stage door six months earlier is now the star of our show. Uh, They were really, I know, I knew after the fact that before I came in, everyone was really nervous. Yeah. Of like, because like the also even like the press, like the management people didn't really know me. So they were like, OK, you can't curse anymore. Like you can't drink around him. Like and then I came and I was like, 
I won't curse yeah. right now on this podcast, Please but don't. like I just I you know I was just being myself. You got the F's fly, and everyone's like, yeah. "This kid's okay." Yeah, yeah. I, I sort but of. But you've been like fifty years old since you were born. I guess, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> true. So it 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 all worked out, and I and I, you know, my my place in the company was I, I was younger. Like I was I never felt like I was less than, but like I also felt like Lisa Brescia was my mom. Mm-hmm. So like it all felt very right. It yeah. all worked out. Um, who sort of. Uh, you know, people like, obviously there was a lot of transition while you were there. There always is. Yeah. Um, who was like the most exciting person for you to have joined that cast or that Ooh. you connected with in a way that felt like this person's in my circle? Um, I, everyone, I mean, uh, Lisa Brescia and I, the relationship that we had is, is she's a very special person. Really, really. Yeah. She's, she's family. And, and that was unbelievably special, but kind of everyone. I, I, Gabby Karuba, who, who came in as Zoe, who she was an understudy before and we were really good friends before but then we got even closer when she was cast as when she was being promoted I guess um and we now have are making this play together that I'm going to be I know we have to talk about that we'll talk about it I I don't I don't want to talk about the details just yet but but we could tell people that you're you're right I I've I've yes I am a writer uh and and yes there is this play that Gabby and I have made together Um, and that we'll see the light of day very soon very soon and we could just say that yes and it's exciting it is very exciting, and it's cool to flex a different kind of muscle than. Yeah, you know. I, it's weird. I, I, I'm finding all these new bucket list things that I want to do in my life because, like, this was such a big one. Yeah, and like, I was so laser focused on this, and obviously, I, I'll continue to pursue acting and performing. But I've been, I've been so fulfilled by, by the writing part. That's so, great. Um, so, what would you tell us? If you were saying where your performance started and where it ended, I saw your first performance, mm-hmm. and then I saw maybe like your like, two be- two yeah. weeks before you wrapped up, and I saw a completely different kid up there as yeah. far as your connection to the material and your ease. But what do you feel like changed within you in that? It's uh, you know it, it was so gradual for me that it was hard for me to track. I think I learned how much permission I had to be myself that I that I really do this character really does resonate with me and over the year I sort of began my own journey with with discovering my own anxiety and my own struggles with mental health that everyone has um and and then it was like oh I don't have to play anything it was like oh I like such a weight was lifted off my shoulders when I started to explore that of like oh I do I do have social anxiety just like Evan and 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 I can use all these things to put put into him and then uh as I simplified it more and more, I just found it to be more grounded in myself. And I think that uh, I've heard every Evan, oh, I hit the thing. <laughs> I've heard every Evan talk about this, of, of like the permission to do less. And I think the precedent that Ben said of he did so much and it worked so well for him, that doesn't really work for everyone mm-hmm. else. And I wasn't trying to be Ben, but I was trying to be at the level that Ben was at. But my way of getting there had to be simplification and 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 bringing it down a little bit. It just felt very easy watching you that that Thank second you. time, and I'm so glad I got to see you do it again. Me too. That first night was the most insane experience, like <laughs> almost I've had as an audience member. So I can't imagine what that felt like. It was it was like high school musical yeah. on crack. It was it magical. Like. It was completely magical. The the I there's like an I, an audio bootleg of it. I just listened to the very yeah. the applause uh-huh. at the very beginning. Um, it was crazy, and then it, at my last show it happened again. But I I was like. I had the year on my back and I cut them off. I cut the applause off and I hit the button because I was like, we're, we're we going to do, do the play. this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was really, you know, weird to think about. Wonderful. Um, yeah. That night was. Does it feel like just out of body? Like that couldn't possibly be standing on Broadway playing the best no. role written for a man. And on my decades. very last day, it felt like that. Like I, it, to me, it feels like now I've this, like, this is my life in a timeline. And then the year that I is like aside, like the year that I did this is a completely different thing. And it's really nice to wake up and know that I did this, but also really nice to wake up and not have to like hit a B on Broadway. Yeah. That's it. That's a dream. So now you can eat pizza. (laughs) I can eat pizza. Wasn't that the first thing you said? I ate like eight slices of pizza at the party after. (laughs) Good. How'd that go down? I was okay. okay. I got sick like immediately. It turns out dairy is not good for you, people. If you're listening I at know. home, yeah, it or turns maybe out. you're on a drive, <laughs> no milkshake. Yeah, don't it's do it. It's not going to end well. If you're planning on playing Evan Hansen, especially, maybe don't. Um, you went into like a lot of vocal training for this yes, role. Yes, weekly. Um, and what kind of things did you learn in there? What? How did you change your voice so that you could do eight shows a week of this incredibly hard score? And yeah. I'm sure. There are people listening that are young people that are trying to perform and are emulating the cast album mm. and are singing like. Well, that was a big that was yeah. a big thing for me was because I like, 
I, my voice was still changing so much when the cast album came out that when I heard Ben, it was close enough to what my voice was already becoming that I was like, oh, let me just go down that path. And and whether I was conscious of it or not, I was really emulating Ben. And so a lot of it was, first of all, not listening to that anymore. And then um, just just learning the healthy way to use my instrument, which was Liz Kaplan, our vocal consultant, was, I mean, saved my life. I only called out from vocal fatigue twice the entire year. What was that? <laughs> Speaking of anxiety, <laughs> you being, you know, 16 and do, starting a Broadway show, not letting anyone see you sweat or not letting anyone mm-hmm. see you be like, I can't handle this. What kind of anxiety or how do you deal with calling out for that first time? It was, uh, I was devastated. Yeah. It was my first week. It was my first Sunday. that first Sunday? Sunday? Yeah. Because I, I, I used so much adrenaline that first night then my body just didn't have any for the rest of the week. So I'd wake up and not have it and slowly get it throughout the rest of the day. So Sunday I didn't have the time to do that. So I remember we went bowling and I was sitting there like, oh my God, this year is not going to go well. You went bowling like the morning that you had the No, we went bowling during when the show was happening because I was not there and I needed to like do do something. something. Um, And I was like, oh my God, this year is not going to go well. This is not going to go well at all. But after that I was scared out of my mind so I never I didn't do anything I never mm-hmm. went out and I never talked so I didn't that sounds really fun um <laughs> when you called out that day was it like were you shaking about it you're like this is what I have to do did were you in the right I mean I mean listen there was I had the permission to do so mm-hmm. because like Evans call out like so uh, the Evans have called out Evans I was I've been told now that I'm the only Evan that didn't call out mid-show Every Evan is called out mid Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure, what an accomplishment, yeah. I guess. No, but, I but there's nothing wrong with really, that either. No, but that you you were able at such a young age to maintain what you had or figure out how to get through if you weren't feeling a thousand percent. And of course, there's Thank nothing you. wrong yeah, with that, that, calling out. But. Yeah, that 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 was also something I had to navigate was how to do it at like sixty percent, mm-hmm. um, or whatever. But it's a very difficult role to do it less than that or that even. Um, but. Yeah, so so after that I was scared out of my mind and, and but that that day everyone was like everyone was there in the building and was like, You're like allowed, like like you're allowed to do this, you have to do this right now. It seems like the building, your producers, your management really took care of you. Yeah. And that's something we don't always see with mm-hmm. young performers and it'll be stuff that'll come out on future episodes if you keep listening. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that it's hard, you know, sometimes they do not take care of you. And partly you're not one of 30 kids in Billy Elliot. Right. You were the kid in the building and they had to yeah. find a way. But it feels like you felt comfortable no, yeah. to get what you needed and, and to advocate for yourself. No, um, Stacy, our, our lead producer, Stacy Mindich, who is now like family, mm-hmm. truly to me, um, was she, she invested in me as a person and, and said like, she told me recently that she said at the audition, she turned to everyone after I left the room and said, like, if we can't cast him, can I adopt him? Like, <laughs> she, she, she and I just have a lot of love for each other. And so she, she wanted to make sure I was healthy. And I started doing five shows a week rather than six and all these things to make sure I was sane and I was still in school and doing all these things. Um, but she has been so supportive every single day from day one. And so you haven't been in real school since no. that summer that you booked the job, right? Right. Uh, I, I did a couple months after I booked it, um, and I stopped in like November when we started rehearsals. Got it. And then you are graduating. I graduated. Graduate done. I'm. I will be walking with my class at graduation, but I had enough credits to graduate when I finished the show, so that I didn't have to like go back to real school for like just like a couple months, the end of my senior yeah, that's year. Silly. It felt very silly. So. Um, and you're going to a pretty good school. I am. I'm going to Harvard, which I'm very, very Jeez. excited about. Um, it's wild. <laughs> Don't touch anything. I'm sorry. Okay. What um, What was it about? I mean, obviously Harvard is Harvard, yeah. and everyone's very excited about it. And it, but what What made it right for you? Yeah, it was a decision because I was really interested in in Yale actually because oh, I. Oh, I, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Any other big schools? People have been making fun of me for saying these things, and I wish they would. Um, oh. It's. Uh, it was. It was I because I you know I write music and I wanted to go for music composition, but then I went to Harvard and they had like everything in one major or concentration as they call it there, um, it's because Harvard. Um, but it's like under this one theater major I can do directing, playwriting, dramaturgy, puppeteering, like improv. Uh, so literally every single every thing. single thing that yeah. I want to do and not like pigeonhole myself because I really can't 
be pigeonholed because I know like if I had majored in music composition, I would have come out of college and not done music composition. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited that I get to do all the things that I love doing. And kind of the cool thing about Harvard is like right now it feels like a big, (laughs) I did not go to college, so I don't know what I'm talking about, but (laughs) I've helped a lot of other people go to college. Um, But Rachel Reshef, who goes there. Yes, um, I'm staying. I'm staying with her at oh, a, a visiting I students that. weekend or, um, or accepted students weekend. And we were at a show recently together at her high school, Laguardia, um, where she had gone. And I said, "Is it such a big deal to you that like everyone comes up to you that you're you you're going to Harvard? Like you're so fancy?" And she's like, "Here it is." But when I'm in Harvard, everyone else goes to Harvard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it is not a fancy thing. You're not special because you go to Harvard. At Everyone's Harvard. at Harvard. No, I know. Um, but uh, obviously, you'll be coming in with a little special. You know, story. I suppose. Um, that'll be I, cool. But that's that's the thing is that everyone at Harvard has a special. Like, story, you, if yeah. you go to Harvard, you're you're excellent at something. Yeah. So that's really cool. So it'll be like a good place for you to like incubate and learn new yeah. things. And I'm really really looking forward um, to it. I had a thought about going into Evan Hansen. What kind of advice did you get? Taylor Trench was the Evan yes. before you, right? Oh. Um, what kind of advice did he give you going in, and what kind of advice did Ben give you? Mm-hmm. So they they were all really careful about. Um, and I appreciate this so much about not giving me advice on like how to play the role unless I asked for it, which I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but because they knew what a personal thing it was and knew that mine was going to be different, but it was mostly how to navigate the world, how to navigate the tears, how to be okay with not having the tears on any given night. And Ben Ross too, who did it on tour. I talked with him a lot. Um, uh, these men are so brilliant and so gracious and generous. And Ben Platt, like as soon as I was announced, like one day texted me and was like, are you free tonight? Let's go see Waitress. And we did and we just like hung out and talked but about it. But you did not know him. Well, we, we, he followed me on Instagram and we talked a little bit, but we never like met ever, except at the Book of Mormon stage door. Oh um, so yeah, for, for real. So, so I mean, he's so wonderful. And I, I was actually just talking to him the other day and Taylor was just in a video, a dumb video that I did. And, and these, these people are, our life friends because this community is so incredible. And what kind of things did you tell Jordan Fisher who's playing the part now? I know that he was, you guys yeah. kind of got along pretty well. We did. We, we still talk all the time. Learning the role, but um, what kind of things did you were like, look out for this or like, be careful because yeah. you're going to get hit with this set it, piece. <laughs> um, hmm. You know, I, I did feel uncomfortable giving him advice. It felt strange, but we talked a lot about like the lifestyle of this whole, same thing as, as Ben and Taylor of like how you have to, handle yourself and he's really finding that on his own too but Mm -hmm. but just like being really careful about everything did you have um yeah i mean it's great that i feel like it's such a it's not that many people that have played this part in the world yeah and i think it'll continue to be sort of like a network of the the brotherhood brotherhood yeah yeah. and you get to keep your polo i do i have it framed it's very cool and it's very bleach stained (laughs) I don't really know why we kept investigating my polo. I went through like four polos over the year because they kept getting like ble- horrible bleach stains on them. I'm like, is there something wrong with me? <laughs> you're like sweating bleach. I guess somebody um, said somebody said that like I think your bleach your sweat might be like acidic. And I'm I like, why? think you're like a teenage boy, um, <laughs> and everything you do is gross. Um, okay, so um, now that you have like your life back and you're yes. refiguring out what it's like to be, you know be in the world and not be doing Evan Hansen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like you're Disney obsessed. And so yes. you just went, just got back. I yeah. know that's like, what do you do now that you've won the Super Bowl? I was going to get a, I was going to yeah. get a hat that said, I'm going to Disney world yeah. and I, but I did not do that. Um, um, and this is probably the longest you've not been there. It is the longest <laughs> yes. I've not. Uh, no. All right. There was a, there were a couple of years when I was in like middle school that we didn't go, but yeah, this is since then the longest I've not been there. And we just did like four days and it was President's Day weekend, so it was so like, crowded. But How was, did you choose that weekend? It, well, because my brother's in school mm-hmm. and so he had to, we had to find a time that worked for him. Okay. Uh, but we nailed it. We yeah. did everything. Galaxy's Edge is unbelievable. See, like I have no Star Wars. We're about to move into need, our story. You don't need you to. You don't, but I have no Star Wars connection. And when I was in Galaxy's Edge um, in October, I was like, this all looks dirty. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what I guess. I'm looking at, except for like a dirty. dirty old plane and a dirty old um, rock. I don't know. It's a dirty old spaceship. These stormtroopers running yeah, around. Yeah, I guess maybe you need um, the connection. It, it, did you it, get on the ride? Did you go on the ride? I did not go on the ride okay. because I don't like to be in an enclosed area. Oh, because you, you, you went before the new ride opened. So you're talking about Millennium Falcon. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Understood. But, you know, I'm all about it. It's like a beautiful set. It's yeah. like well done. It's, 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 uh, what I, what, what has been so crazy 
that I've been talking about with all these people is like you'd have to look really hard to find the words Star Wars anywhere because like it's a it's putting you in the in story it. and it just looks right like like it's the only thing I've ever seen where the crowds and the like hundreds of people that go add to it they feel oh, like smart. part of it and so it's what are you a writer or director <laughs> um, um I did write that very cool avatar ride where it's like yeah. the, what's it called flight of flight the, of passage flight isn't of that unbelievable <laughs> it is the most unbelievable thing I've ever experienced I was like I, am I crying yeah. the animal that you are riding is it's breathing. breathing into your oh. thighs and you're it's you're like well like am I riding a like Minotaur, like it's, whatever. Yeah. It's Banshee. What? But yeah, it's unbelievable. Or an, Fantasy uh, an is Ekron. lost on me. That's I don't okay. get it. <laughs> Minotaur. Um, I don't understand it, but it's quite an exceptional experience. Um, it's unbelievable. Very cool. Um, what was like, obviously the best thing you did with Star Wars? Though? That that ride, the new ride is objectively the best ride they've ever made, okay. that has ever been made. And people go there at 3 a.m. and they... No, yeah, is, you don't need to happening? anymore. I don't know why people... We, we had to get up at 6. So okay. you... The, okay, so the way that it works in as short as, in as few words as possible is you have to get a boarding group to get on the ride. And you, it's essentially a lottery on mm -hmm. your phone of like who can do it the fastest okay. by milliseconds. And it's so we did, we did get on the ride twice, but we had a lot of anxiety about it and we were getting up at, at six every morning. Sounds like a vacation nightmare, but it's worth we, it. We, it was a challenge for yes. us, but we, we, we did it. We um, it. I even ate at that weird, there's like a restaurant, it's like a bar. Ogus Cantina? Yes. Isn't that great? But I didn't, I didn't get it. <laughs> this is my fault. It's just cool. So in addition to your love for Disney World and Star Wars, you yes. wrote a musical it's not, we can't, it's the SW, what do you call it? SW, just for to be safe, we call just it that. So that. Technically, I think nobody we could call gets it Star sued. Wars. <laughs> yes. We could call it Star Wars, technically, but we wanted, we were very nervous about it. So we okay. call it SW, a new parentheses, Zickle, Hope. Got it. Um, and we wrote this, my friend Adrian and I wrote this together in seventh and eighth grade. Like you do. It wasn't very good. Uh, some of the music is, is is good and some of the like moments are really funny, but like it's eighth grade jokes, it's eighth grade humor. And so I was like, okay, the first thing I want to do is do this with like adults, professional performers, and just like let them let them try their best to make it work. And they nailed it. It was the most fun. So I was also there. Yes. Um and I had a blast. It was and I had no idea what was happening. Yeah. Um, but the songs were like great. And Thanks. that's what I texted you right after because I was so impressed with that part of it, which I Thank kind you. of expected it to be like not great music <laughs> because I'm like, what is any seventh grader now? Nothing. If you're listening in seventh grade, you don't know anything. Um, so I was really impressed with like how you. Uh, melodic it was and how fun it was and like up and it didn't feel trite, like, and the lyrics were good. Thanks. So like what, how much work did you do on it between seventh uh, grade and so we, we sort of very deliberately didn't change anything. There were new orchestrations. Besides that, the songs were all exactly the same as they were in eighth grade. So cool. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Um, who was the most surprising to you that said yes that they would do it? Gaten Matarazzo uh -huh. said yeah. He was like, I have surgery tomorrow, but like, yeah, I'll do it. And he was like off book and so good. He like knew what I was blown away by him. I also yeah. had no idea he could still like sing like that. 
Yeah, Sometimes little amazing. kid singers don't um, grow up to not be to as good. Be good. He hasn't singers. even had, I don't think, he, I don't know how much, like, he hasn't had much training since his voice has changed because he's amazing. been so busy. But, like, I just put out a really big ask for the March 1st one that I won't you, put the name out Oh, here. so he's not doing the next one. No. Well, he's not. Antonio Cipriano is, it will be doing um, Luke at the next one. But I, for a different role, I, I won't say the name here. So in I case you're interested, it's probably sold out already. But yes, um, 50, yes we're sold out. Um, 54 Below, you did two night, two performances, yes, uh, 7 and 9.30. Perform- we're doing that again. And March 1st. It's not March 1st. It is March 1st. Okay, great. Um, if you're not going to Star Wars, you can come see Fair Alvin on Vinyl, The Green Room, oh, March yes. 1st, 7 that I directed. But um, otherwise, try to get into Andrew's show. Yeah, there's um, a wait list. But, and you're, are you, you're not going to be in it again. I will be oh. in it again because I've asked everyone in the business that could possibly play that role and everyone is busy, so I will be And who did you play the last time? I played Han, Han Solo. Solo. See, I knew and that. I played Han Solo and Darth Vader the first time. We did it in 2016. Okay. But I... I had no intention of being in it until um, my good friend Kyle Selig Love Kyle. dropped out last second. Well, well. so first was Jason Gautier, who had, then had to drop out last second. And then I emailed Aaron Tveit, <laughs> who gave me the nicest he note He responded? Ever. Yeah, it was That's really so nice. Great. Well, because he's a big Star Wars fan. I email fan him and... all the time to teach workshops and <laughs> doesn't respond at all. So He, he did respond. <laughs> it was very nice. Um, and like a couple other people that I asked that said no. So, so, But Kyle was like so excited and so committed. And then like, Two days before he told me. He, he gets he got a fancy job for a minute. So um yes. I I can say whatever I want. Um, all right. Cool. So um so you have your own production company, theater company that's based on Long Island that is kind of producing these Star yes. Wars SW, SW as we we're gonna legally call them events. Legally, yes. Um and um tell us how that came about and what this name means, because I always get it right. Znefrock. Znefrock, that's right. Oh, I got it right. Yeah, that's right. I wrote it out phonetically on my notes. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I started it as my bar mitzvah project, which I like to say is the most Jewish way to start a theater company. <laughs> and uh, it was, I was 12, and we just did like a cabaret. It was for Next for Autism because I have a brother. He's really my cousin, but we were essentially raised together um, on the spectrum. And it was just the obvious choice. So when I was 12, we started this thing to raise money for this organization called Next for Autism. What was the first show you guys did? We just did like a cabaret mm. of like whatever everyone wanted to sing. I put in like medleys based on shows and it was very silly and wore like shirts that were the colors of the costumes that they wear and I sang Dancing Through Life and it was dumb. And, and like a green It was like t-shirt. a red oh, polo. Got it. Which is like Oh like Fiera. in the, I got you. Um, yeah it was that sort of thing. Um, and then the next year we did a Beatles cabaret because I'm a big Beatles fan and that was an added challenge because nobody knew the song so I had to teach I had to like music direct the show um and then the year after that we did Star Wars which was our first like fully staged musical and that was a ch- <laughs> I really yelled at those freaking kids um <laughs> who were all the same age as you all the same age as me and I yelled at them so very much and then the year after that we did Sue School which was a, a reimagining of oh I remember like that. sort of like a darker like more politically conscious bad idea reimagining of Seussical. There is a good way of doing it that I'm planning on doing right. it as a new bucket list. I do remember you telling me about that uh, Seussical and I was like, well, that's not how it was intended, but knock yourself Yeah, off. well, it was really about, you know, because we saw so many productions that were like the flashes and that was what was wrong with it on Broadway was the flash sort of took away from the story. The reason it ever got to Broadway was because of the Toronto workshop where they had no set mm-hmm. and no costumes and they were like, oh my God, this show is incredible. And then they brought it to Broadway and it was this huge glamorous thing and it flopped. Um, which now it's a big phenomenon because of the flash and like that's fun for community theaters. But we were like, let's put it all the way in the other direction. Mm-hmm. And what we found is that the strongest moments that we like had. Like not emphysema or whatever. <laughs> no, it, 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 we were 14. So like we couldn't really like really go like hard on a lot of the things we wanted to tackle. But like the war stuff was like had new meaning. And like Jojo, we sort of put like a little bit on the spectrum and like we did, uh, it's possible as his like drunk fantasy and he's these abusive parents. And we did like a whole thing and some of it was very interesting. Some of it was not, but what we found our strongest moments were when there were moments of just pure connection that you don't often see in that show. Mm -hmm. And so I, I sort of have an idea that I'm not going to talk about because I don't want someone to steal it, but I'm, I'm I'm going to more to come at Harvard. I'm going to try school again. Yeah. Um, Um, and then we did, uh, be more chill the year after that, before it got to Broadway. Um, I will not, I, I'm a, I love the show. So, um, I'm not going to dog anything yet. (laughs) Yeah. It's too early on your podcast timeline. Um, I think it'll, I think it'll make people listen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's a great show. Greatest musical I've ever seen. 
Um, I'm not talking about this at all, but I love the show and we had a really good time doing it. And then we did the last five years after that. And you did something very cool with that. Yes. We switched the um, gender configuration in every performance. So it would be, you know, typical male, female, and then female, male, female, female, male, male. Um, and it was like so fun and really like very, like I can do it very cookie cutter now that it's like, if like, if I ever have like eight really talented people that I want to do something with, I can just put the show up, which is really cool to have in my back pocket. And uh, you directed that as well? Yes. What do you feel like you're, if you're really looking long-term at where you're going or what do you think, obviously it's doing a lot of everything, but if you could see yourself doing one thing, like if you have to pick one, are you a performer? Do you want to be a director? Like obviously you can do whatever you want, but what do you? You know, I don't know. I think I need a lot of work in directing because I'm, I'm very unfamiliar with the design aspect mm -hmm. of it all, um, but I love doing it. I don't know. It's very hard for me to say right now because I love doing all of it. Creating. And I feel like I am like equally good at all of them, which is to me, I don't see it as being like great at all of them, but like I'm just as good in one as I am in the other. So it's hard for me to, to say um, because like this play that, that Gabby and I have made is very, very familiar to me. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm a good writer or if I just know these people mm -hmm. very well. Um, and with directing, it was all very on a small scale. And, and so I don't know, I, I want to do all these things. It's, my plan. A lot of people say to me that I'm going to end up being a director, which I, you know, I'd love to be. Yeah, well, we're not done with you on Broadway yet. So, <laughs> um, is there anything you'd like to be doing now on Broadway that? I'd love to originate a role. There's no like role. There's a couple that like I've been called in for that I'm like, what? <laughs> like they call. I, can you tell? You can tell. Can I say? Yeah. They. I was called in to do, um, to be. Damien and Mean Girls, and oh, I was fun. like, it was nice, but I was like, I don't think this I could do not, that. <laughs> I don't think I could tap dance my way through that. Not um, a total great fit, but I would, <laughs> I would be there. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple weird ones that I'm just like, I just don't think they're for me, and and that was hard. I've never really like passed on anything, so it was very weird. Pass. I I passed on a lot of stuff recently because I, I it's 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 been like, okay, what is the thing that I'm willing to miss mm -hmm. school for essentially. Yeah. Um, and if you had to defer a year, it wouldn't. No, and, yeah. and we always sort of agreed on that, that like, I will finish college. I will like graduate from college with a degree. But if it takes longer than the four years, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I'd really love to originate a role on Broadway in a musical or a play. Well, that's very exciting. Um, being a huge Broadway fan, being a performer, how did that affect sort of where you were with people at the stage door. I was at Mean Girls the other night and I was backstage for probably like 40 minutes. And when I came out, there were still like hundreds mm. of people there. I'm wow. Like, Aren't you guys cold? Is there somewhere you can go? Um, but like, and I love that there's this Broadway fandom. And when I was a kid growing up, that wasn't, there would be like me and maybe like one person waiting for Linda Etter at yeah. Jekyll and Hyde. Um, but I wasn't a big, it wasn't part, there was no stage door culture. No, it yeah. It would be like someone it's you were obsessed now. with only. You know, I, so I never did pictures at the stage door. I did it at the beginning, but then I was like, I just, I, I was commuting back and forth to Long Island and then I had school the next day most days. So I was like, I don't have the time to do pictures. And then the last day I was like, you know what? I'll do pictures. And it was an absolute nightmare. And I was like, I'm so glad I didn't do this. Cause I, oh my God, it was a nightmare. I mean, there were a lot of people waiting like particularly that day, yeah. but I was out there for like, I think like half an hour. Um, are there very strange interactions that either happen at the stage door or Instagram? I mean, it's just yeah. uh, Broadway performers are so easy to connect with. Yeah, well, well, we sort of have like we, with our show, it's different because like often those connections are like really, really raw moments. So what I try to do when somebody's really opening their heart to me is I say, I ask their name, and then you know they'll tell me their name, and I'll be like, Alyssa, thank you so much for coming to the show, and that'll sort of be it. And it just means a lot, just that little moment of connection. Um, but then, yeah, there are some weird ones. My favorite one that's ever happened was, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember the specifics, but there was this there was family in the front row, this like Italian and or Jewish, probably Jewish family. I think, you know, no, yes, There's they were Jewish. actually no difference? There's no Go difference. Ahead. They were Jewish, they were in the front row, and and like they were like texting literally the entire show. And... I, and then like it was Broadway care season and I sang a song in Hebrew on Carol's for a Cure, which was really fun. And they were like, you know Hebrew at the stage door. They're like, how do you know? Hey, you're from Long Island. We're from Long Island. And I was like, did you like the show? Were you listening to the show? Because literally like I looked down after Good For You when it's black and she's like on her phone and then like literally not applauding. But then at the end they were like crying and I was like, what? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite one. That was a little bit. Um, what, did, what are those guys that you like to do? 
Those oh oh John, uh, oh hello John Mulaney. yeah John Mulaney and Nicole. Well, who are you? Um, <laughs> uh, you have uh, you not to make a total left, but um, you lost your mom this year, yes. which was like the most horrific thing to watch, and I'm I'm so sorry that that thank you happened. And um, but you're doing something pretty amazing in her memory, and I yeah. just think that we should share the story and, yeah. and tell people what's happening because you. it's uh, your mom is so special and so lovely to me all these years and I can't imagine doing the show the show that you had to do with yeah uh, well it I all I wanted was to get back to it because mm-hmm. it was so cathartic and it that, that was where so much of my healing took place and it was a place where I was I had to cry every mm-hmm. night and I really didn't cry much outside of the music box because I, I didn't have much left and that was kind of good yeah um to have a place to pour that off but yes we're doing this thing the celebration so so they're renaming and renovating the theater facilities at my school after my mom. It's going to be the Barbara Bart Feldman Performing Arts Center, and I'm so happy about it. And so to raise money for the renovations, we've already raised upwards of $30,000. Wow. We're doing celebration for the Barbara Bart Feldman Performing Arts Center in her style, in our style. So we're doing, it'll be sort of like a tribute to uh, a lot of the shows my company's done in the past in this space. It'll be a tribute to some of her favorite songs. Um, and then also just like the typical silliness that you've come to expect from me and our company. So So it's going to be really special. We have... Gavin Creel is going to be partaking. Uh, ben Fankhauser. I'm going to forget people because there's so Leslie many. Leslie Margarita. Leslie Margarita, and Renee Michaela's Rapp, Michaela Diamond. Um, and uh, that's amazing. Yeah. And so that's at the Lawrence Wood Mirror Academy. That is, it is. And that's May 31st, mm-hmm. but it is It is sold out. Definitely there's sold a out. chance there will be some more tickets on sale, but okay. I cannot say for sure. No. It is very sold out. Um, yeah. Were you surprised how the outpouring of... I mean, I was getting texts from people that I have not talked to in 10 years. Be like, are you going? Like, it just oh, felt like nice. so many people wanted to come out and support yeah. you and support your mom. It's going to be it's gonna be really yeah. fun. Um, I think we kind of set it up to be sold out with yeah. the lineup that we had. Um, but people were so supportive. And, like, people that I that are, like, big in this business were emailing me, like, how can I donate? Um, so... That was really. And is there a place that if people yes. want to just donate and help support? So them? if you go to the to the Lawrence Woodmere Academy website, you it's very very easy. It's like right there on the front page. You can donate to the to the renovation. And they can also go to your company yes. website. Our, it's right there on our website, and there will be also soon on our website a place where you can donate to our company oh, if awesome. you'd like. Um. Yeah, you need that. Yeah, I know. We, we tried well, to do we've that. Never, well, it's been because we had to like make it a real nonprofit, yeah. and so we did. But now we have to like do it again. It's You're all like it's a, a real person doing real things. I suppose. Uh, I well, because usually it's me just being like, okay, let's do this, and somebody somebody being like, you know, you need to do this to do that, right? And I'm like, okay, then let's do that. That's, that's normally, how it goes. Normally me. Um, like Andrew, what that's are you doing? That's true. Yes. Okay, um, we have like two little sections before we wrap up today. Cool. So um, I want to ask all of our guests like what they're obsessed with right now. If there is a book, a movie, a Ooh. podcast, um, a I, Broadway. So obsessed with High School Musical, the musical, the series. Oh, yay, Tim Federley. He was one of the people who donated um, like immediately. He's the best. Great Um, human. I've seen every episode like six times, and I've been listening. Like the other day in Penn Station, I listened to Breaking Free, like the new version, like literally 11 times consecutively in a row. It's perfect. It's so good. It's so real, so authentic to like the theater kid experience but they're not making any more of that. So I guess that's not what I'm obsessed with right now, this very second. Oh, okay, this is sort of different. They're making more. They are making more. But they're not making more, right? There's not more that I can, can access. But you can be obsessed with it. Like someone else I know. can I just, get I just, obsessed. Yes, yeah, I recommend it. If you have not watched it, I highly recommend it. It just like knows exactly what it is and everyone's so talented. It's very good. Um, I'm obsessed with the American Dream Mall. It's at. It's in New Jersey. They work with it's me. It's like 10 minutes outside of the city. Um, there's a water slide. Is there a water slide? There's going to be a water park. They haven't opened yet, but right now it's the Nickelodeon Universe. It's a theme park, and it's just like right here, and it's very good. And I've gone three times since. Like, I what the show. do you do there? Re- like roller coasters, and okay. like like every other ride is like the the best ride at a really good carnival. Right. Like that's every ride there. Indoor roller coasters make me think I'm going to die immediately. Like I just feel like there's no chance of survival if there's I, also there like a Cinnabon nearby. Like if it's in a mall, <laughs> it just feels no. It's very. It's like a theme terrifying. park. It's not like okay. it's like a. So you don't see like a Banana Republic and the ride you're riding. No, it's its own like section of right. the mall, and also it's like the only thing that's open right now besides indoor skiing, which okay. is a whole other thing. And it is in New Jersey, which it might deter many <laughs> people who hate New it, Jersey. It's, but it's literally like right across from the MetLife Stadium. So it's okay. right there. All right. Like there's a, there's a express from Port Authority that every time is taking us like 10 minutes. 
God, if you need bus tips. Uh, I'm a, I've never been on a bus like at, from Port Authority. Oh, I've never even been inside Port Authority until we went to But now it's like your spot. Yeah. Um, all right. So those are your obsessed things. Um, okay. We're going to do what we're calling the Broadway Workshop Quick Fire Questions. Oh, boy. Let's see how this goes. You're the first person. This may get canceled after today. <laughs> um, and they're just a list of questions you put together for you to give us a quick answer. If you need a search for a second, you can do it. Okay. Favorite day of the week? Uh. Uh, mm, not that hard. Monday. Okay. Last Broadway cast album you've listened to? Uh, wait, I have to remember. Um, oh my God. Uh, it might be Shrek the Musical. Um, <laughs> how long does it take you to get ready? I am very fast. I'm very, very fast. Like 10 minutes or under? Like I, if I have to, I will get out of bed and brush my teeth and leave the house. Great. Dirty. Dirty teen. Um, what show are you most excited for this Broadway season? Uh, uh, you know, it's it's not. Uh, I don't know that it's a like coming, coming, but almost famous. I'm very excited. Great, for. that's next season. So you failed that. Oh wait, <laughs> then I need to think. Wait, I don't you know. I haven't Diana. seen Jagged Little Pill. Okay. I haven't seen. I haven't even seen Hades Town. Um, right. We got to We got to get you to the theater. What's coming? I mean, there. Th- forget it. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yes, I'm most excited about six, which I'll see in. Oh, I'm very excited for okay. six. Um, what last show obsession? Last show obsession. Like when you were maybe like younger. I don't know. Um. I mean, like, parade, maybe, All I right. guess. How good of a driver are you? I'm getting better. <laughs> Crash. Um, last Halloween costume? Uh, uh, I was an inflatable minion. I wore an inflatable minion in costume because I thought it was really funny, and it was. Great. Last person who texted you? Roman Banks, an understudy at Dervin Hansen. Great. Pizza, bagel, or pizza bagel? All of the above, I guess. I mean, pizza bagels are so accessible, so Great. I guess pizza, pizza bagels. <laughs> um, climb every mountain or some mountains. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I I guess every mountain. I, I guess. think these are funnier if they're faster. You <laughs> okay, guys, you can write fast. in. We'll and go fast. We'll go fast. Um, can you name a sh- one show on Discovery ID? No. <laughs> Great. Um, I can name all of them. Um, are all lifeguards attractive? Yes. What Disney ride do you love? Haunted Mansion. What Disney ride do you think is terrible? I, none of them. I have no controversial opinions about Disney. Do you know any songs in Titanic? The musical? Yes. Barrett's song. Great. Like, do I know, like, could I sing it? I mean, you're not going to sing I it I can now. go, and the, but the, 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 the men's draw back. That's, That's what right. I know. Then you know it. Um, if you could ask Patty LePone one question, what would it be? Did you, when you posted that subtweet a couple months ago, was it about me? Okay. <laughs> mean Girls or Legally Blonde? I mean, I did Legally Blonde twice, so I'm going to have to say Legally Blonde. Um, what was your first audition song that you can remember? Like in your little book with your plastic pages? I had like, I had like, if I were a rich man in there. Oh, so that was the Age kind of book that I had until I went to you and oh. sang like, proud of your boy, yeah. <laughs> which is not Also another song I don't like. So let's <laughs> take that one out. Um, we can talk about auditions another time. Um, are you afraid of costume characters? No. Great. Um, but a little bit. Because yes. I always think about it like, oh, no, this is a person. <laughs> yeah, there's a man in there. Um, there's a man who's going to ask you for $10 if you're in Times Square. Um, <laughs> terrifying. Um, what, uh, do you watch any shows on Bravo? No. Can you name two housewives? Like, I'm going to guess Debbie <laughs> and Laura. <laughs> no, there's no Debbie and there's no Laura. Um, but thank you. <laughs> Have you ever left a show at intermission? Mm, not that I can remember. Maybe when I was really little. All right. What movie can you watch over and over again? Um, uh, it. Like I'll a, say it. Current it? Like it? Like the, like, the, like the Tim Curry? No, no. The new one, I just like, I not like it's like one of my favorite movies. I just like, that's one movie that I can like watch all the time. And there's more that I can think of, but that's always the one. That Have I you seen think. Dolores Claiborne? No. Right? I, okay, you're going to watch it. It's episode. Okay, fill in the blank. The food at Sardi's is... Pretty good. It's not, it's good. It's not more the ambiance, I think. Yes. I was going to say salty. Um, <laughs> have you seen a full episode of Say Yes to the Dress? No, not a full episode, okay. no. Weirdest gift you ever received at the stage door? Weirdest gift. I, they're all, they've all been good because they're all like, they always bring me like Disney stuff. Um, somebody, oh, you know what? Somebody sent me like, you know those worms that are like on a string and they're like fuzzy? Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I have They have like worms. googly eyes. All right. I got those. <laughs> I gave Linda and her Beanie Baby ones. I'm so embarrassed about it. Nice. Like, every day I wake up, I'm like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I once, brought, I once brought out a printed picture of Jafar from the movie Aladdin for Jonathan Freeman to sign, and he didn't come out to the stage door. Oh, sorry about that. Um, if you could listen to one Broadway cast recording for all time, what would it be? I wouldn't want to do that. That sounds terrible. No, you have to pick one. Like, you're on... Uh, Bridges of Madison County. Oh, Samesies. Yeah. Good one. Easy. Um, if you could be in any Broadway show tonight... That's not Dear Evan Hansen. 
Like they're just gonna throw you like in Broadway. Like which one show. could I do? No, just like what would you love to do? If it's okay if it's the wrong Does it have to be Broadway? Yeah. Uh, you can't think of anything of Broadway. Well, like, I was gonna say Little Shop of Horrors, but Alright, well uh, that counts. I'll give it to you. You okay. could actually like do that. I'd like to. You're I'm a little maybe young. you're going in after it. Maybe we'll young it down. And like that, that's how they make it not hot anymore. That's how they fix the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's not hot teens. Um, okay. Um, words to live by. Um, Andrew. The hot... other answer is six though. Let's all do right. that. Yeah, let's do six. We'll do it together. You I can't, I'm all we'll vocal all damage six. in case you can't tell. I'm, I don't have a voice right now. So. Perfect. Um, okay. So how do people find you? It's not hard. I'm Andrew B. Feldman underscore on Instagram. Andrew B. Feldman, if you hear this, I'd really love your username. Um, and then uh, that's... It. You can go to ZaniFrockProductions.com to see that, who I really wait, am. Andrew B. Feldman. There's another guy, Andrew B. Feldman, who has that username, and I wish I could have followers? it. No, he, but he is like he like posts actively. But you were, but most people know you as Andrew Feldman, like yeah. in life. And it's also really Real complicated to like change your username if you're verified. You have to like call, no, and they don't. Sorry, answer. if you're verifying. All right. Okay. Um, all right. So they can find you there. You. Yeah. We're gonna look out for your play, which is happening. Please, you'll hear about it probably. You can get on the waiting list for Celebration. For Celebration and Star Wars. You can get on the waiting list for Star Wars, and we'll see all the things you're hap- that are happening. Um, I have to thank my friend Blake who uh, helped me kind of put this podcast together. Dory for letting me do it. Uh, my friend Justin Cowan for coming up with a name and um i'm uh, i'm so thankful for everyone to you know kind of listen up and uh see if we uh if you want to keep listening so um our next episode will be miss michaela diamond I'm broadway's gonna Cher. she's gonna be like her no it's, that's how she is in real life she's just talking like share all the time bitch. <laughs> um okay um and uh, uh keep listening to uh, the little me podcast and we'll bring you some fun guests and some good stories so thank you all and thank you broadway podcast network and we'll be back soon Thank you, listeners. This podcast is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and the Broadway Podcast Network, and edited by Derek Gunther. For more information on the Little Me podcast, go to bpn.fm slash littleme. And follow me on Instagram at Mark Tuminelli or on Twitter at That Tuminelli. And for more information on workshops, classes, and everything Broadway Workshop, go to broadwayworkshop.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.